For the week of Monday, June 24th to Sunday the 30th, you're listening to The Week Prior, a weekly podcast all about last week and competitive League of Legends. I am your host, Andrew Aller, a.k.a. Doc, a.k.a. Dr. Conrad, Ph.D., Thank you to all of the lovely listeners out there, as well as a big thank you to our sponsor, who is hosting a Little Legends tournament on the 12th of July. You can hear more about them and where to catch it during the break. But first, let's jump back to the week prior. Starting off with the LPL, on Monday, June 24th, Top Esports 2-0 to Billy Billy Gaming and Invictus Gaming 2-1 to Sooning. On Tuesday, June 25th, LNG Esports 2-0 LGD Gaming and Rogue Warriors 2-1 Edward Gaming. On Wednesday, June 26th, Dominus Esports 2-1 Vici Gaming and Fun Plus Phoenix 2-1 Victory 5. On Friday, June 28th, Billy Billy Gaming 2-1 Sooning and Rogue Warriors 2-1 LNG Esports. On Saturday, June 29th, Top Esports 2-1 Team WE and JD Gaming 2-0 Invictus Gaming. And finally, on Sunday, June 30th, Edward Gaming 2-1 LGD Gaming and Royal Never Give Up 2-0'd Oh My God. Looking at the current standings, in first place we had Fun Plus Phoenix at 7-0. And in second place tie, we had Royal Never Give Up 5-1, LNG Esports 5-2, and Top Esports 5-1. For a fifth place tie, we had Edward Gaming with 4-3, Invictus Gaming 4-3, Sooning 4-3, and Billy Billy Gaming 4-3. For ninth place tie, we had Victory 5, 3, and 3, and JD Gaming 3, and 3. For 11th place tie, we had Oh My God 2, 4, LGD Gaming 2, 5, and Rogue Warriors 2, 4. For 14th place tie, Dominus Esports was 1, 5, and Team WE was 1, 6. And lastly, Vici Gaming in 16th place at 0, 6. That's all for the LPL. Let's move on to the LCK. For the LCK, on Wednesday, June 26, we had Sandbox Gaming 2-0 Gen G and Griffin 2-0 Gen Air Greenwings. On Thursday, June 27th, Damn Long Gaming 2-0 Afrika Freaks and SK Telecom T1 2-0 KT Rolster. On Friday, June 28th, King Zone Dragon X 2-1 Hanwha Life Esports and Sandbox Gaming 2-0 Gen Air Greenwings. On Saturday, June 29th, SK Telecom T1 2-0'd Gen G and Afrika Freaks 2-0'd KT Rolster. Finally on Sunday, June 30th, Damwon Gaming 2-0'd Hanwha Life Esports and Griffin 2-0'd King Zone Dragon X. The standings for the LCK currently are, in a first place tie, Sandbox Gaming and Griffin 7-1. In third place, we had Damwon Gaming at 6-2. In fourth place, King Zone Dragon X 5-3. In a fifth place tie, Gen G and Afrika Freaks both four and four. In seventh place, we had SK Telecom T1 three and five. Eighth place tie, Hanwha Life Esports and KT Rolster both two and six. And in tenth place, rounding it out is Gin Air Greenwings zero and eight. That's all for the LCK. Let's move on to Rift Rivals NA versus EU. For Rift Rivals NA vs. EU, on Thursday, June 27th, G2 Esports beat Cloud9, Fnatic beat Team Liquid, Origin beat TSM, and Fnatic beat Cloud9. 
On Friday, June 28th, Team Liquid beat G2 Esports, Origin beat Cloud9, G2 Esports beat TSM, Team Liquid beat Origin, and TSM beat Fnatic. On Saturday, June 29th, Fnatic beat Cloud9, Origin beat TSM, Team Liquid beat G2 Esports, and Fnatic beat TSM. EU overall won Rift Rivals. The final scores for each of the teams were Origin, Fnatic, G2 Esports, and Team Liquid all end 2-1, TSM 1-2, and, and Cloud9 0-3. And That's going to be it for the week prior in stats, but stay tuned. We still have last week's news as well as the week ahead. All of that after the break. I'd currently like to thank everybody who's been listening. You guys mean the world to me, and I really do appreciate it. If you'd like to get updates about The Week Prior, you could follow me on Twitter, at The Week Prior. I'd also like to give a huge shout-out to today's sponsor, a couple of my friends who decided to create a League of Legends tournament that I will be participating in. With the arrival of Teamfight Tactics and the popularity of Little Legends, my good friends at The Christian Sleepover, a close-knit community within a Discord server, wanted to extend an opportunity to earn their own Little Legends to their members. This opportunity presented itself in a high-stakes, elimination-style 1v1 tournament, with the winners claiming their own furry friends. The entire event will be televised for our viewing pleasure on Friday, July 12th, on the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash b580cmain. That Twitch link again is twitch.tv slash b580cmain. With casting done by two of my most talented, handsome, and wonderful friends... <sighs> really, guys? It should be a pleasure to watch. Be sure to tune in, and also be sure to go ahead and watch me compete in the same tournament and see if I can get myself a little legend as well. That's enough for the break. Once again, if you'd like to go ahead and follow me on Twitter at the week prior, and be sure to go ahead and tune in to that Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash b580cmain on Friday, July 12th, I would surely appreciate it. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, and now to the week ahead. Welcome back to last week's news. The news you want, just a little late. Patch 9.13 was released on Tuesday, June 25th, and some of the newest changes include Teamfight Tactics, the latest game mode in the auto battle genre, Kiana, an AD assassin who uses walls, rivers, and brushes to her advantage, and some nerfs and buffs to various champions. This is going to be a long one, so sit tight. Let's start off with the buffs. Starting off, we have Alawi. Alawi's passive now has an AP ratio to the damage on her slams, the tentacles no longer go into a one-hit idle state when she's not around, but they despawn after only 30 seconds of her being gone, down from 60 seconds. Her W, Harsh Lesson, now has a minimum damage that can be dealt as bonus damage to turrets. The starting damage is at 20, and upgrades to a max of 60 damage. Her E, Test of Spirit, is no longer reduced when you deal damage to her, significantly changing the playstyle when you get E'd. 
To balance this change, the base spirit is now 7 seconds, down from 10, and the vessel duration is now 10 seconds, down from 12. This change also makes your tentacles attack every 5 seconds at level 1, 4 seconds at level 7, and 3 seconds at level 13. Lastly, her R summons 6 tentacles, up from 5, and the L tentacles no longer despawn mid-attack if she uses her W. Overall, this is a significant buff to Alawi, and she now has a 51.55% win rate as of recording. The next buff is to Silas. His base stats were improved slightly, with 3 extra attack damage and 10 extra health growth. His W, King Slayer's base damage, was improved. Instead of a flat 30 damage increase per level, it is now a 35 increase per level, with 5 damage added on his level 1, overall increasing his max W rank by 25 damage. Now on to something smaller. Tristana is also getting a small buff, increasing her W rocket jumps damage by 10 per level, and having cleaned up base stats. These changes, overall, should be minimal. Orn gained a small buff to his cube, Volcanic Rupture, increasing the AD scaling from 1.0 to 1.1, giving him a little bit of lane damage, but not much else as a tank. Syndra's mana issues are more for beginners rather than for the higher elo players, but a slight buff from 30 mana growth per level to 40 mana growth per level can add up in the late game. On to the last big buff is Udir. Udir now has the option for an extra level for all maxed abilities past level 16. Before, the last three levels were put into the ability you typically wanted to use the least, Phoenix Stance or Tiger Stance, depending on your build. Now with these quality of life changes, Udyr gets to maximize his ability late game, rather than spending his levels on something he doesn't want. His Q6 level gives him 180 base damage, plus 1.85 attack damage scaling. His W6 level gives his shield 235 HP base. His E gives him 40% bonus move speed and lasts 3.25 seconds. And his R has an overall buff as well, giving him a bonus 45 damage per level for his cone, over 40 damage scaling, as well as his new 6 level gives him a total of 275 cone damage and 60 damage per tick. These buffs will improve Udyr's late game potential significantly, giving a hard choice between Qmax and Rmax builds. Now, onto the nerfs. Solo lane Pike has been dominant for a while, so Riot changes E and Q to stop him from being able to become a solo laner whatsoever and put him more in a supportive role. His Q, Bone Skewer, has now turned into a single target ability without his windup and has lost bonus damage if he doesn't wind up, making the optimal play to hold for a hook rather than use it quickly for max damage. To compensate, the cooldown is down from 14 seconds to 12 and now goes down by 1 second per level rather than 1.5, leaving his max rank still at 8 seconds. His E, Phantom Undertow, no longer damages non-champions, removing his only split push potential and any damage towards objectives like Dragon, Rift Herald, or Baron. On the bright side, his W, Ghostwater Dive, was buffed from a flat 40% move speed decaying over 5 seconds to an increase of 5% per level, maxing out at 60% move speed, greatly increasing his ganking and flanking potential late game. Sivir's small nerf changed her W Ricochet's mana cost to 75 mana, up from 60, hurting her worst part of the early game. With the nerfs to Essence Reaver as well, Sivir's early game will suffer the most, but if the nerfs don't hold her back from being bullied, she should still be a menace to deal with late game with plenty of utility for her team. Sona's Q, Him of Valor, had its AP ratio nerfed from 0.3 to 0.2, making a full AP Sona less ideal for her team. Her E, Song of Solarity, was also nerfed from 6% move speed per 100 AP to 3% move speed per 100 AP. This is a general nerf to the Sonoteric bot lane comp, as well as a nerf to the most contested and banned bot laners in pro play right now. Sejuani's dominance in pro play, as well as in solo queue, is not an understatement. 
with some nerfs to her base health growth from 105 to 95, as well as a nerf to her W, Winter's Wrath's second cast, is a step in the right direction. The change in her W is now 5.25% of her max health, down from 6. Finally, Karma's E, Inspire, has a slight nerf to how long you'll get the movement speed duration. It's down from 2.5 seconds to 1.5 seconds, reducing her chase potential and her getaway potential in the top lane, the mid lane, and as a support. Last but not least, we have the items. Essence Reaver champions are the current flavor of the month, and a nerf to their item is an indirect nerf to them. Essence Reaver has been around the same power as Infinity Edge, so Riot decided making it have a higher cost in total, as well as changing the build path to reflect such a change. Essence Reaver now costs 3300 gold in total, and is now built out of BF Sword, Caulfield's Warhammer, and Cloak of Agility, and 100 gold. Randuin's Omen now has 10 extra armor, a slight buff towards tank champions, and a slight nerf towards crit champs. And finally, Rod of Ages takes a while to stack, so making the combined cost, as well as the base price of it cheaper, can save you those precious seconds you need to keep yourself from scaling further and further. The cost is now 2,600 gold, down from 2,700 gold. In terms of changes, that's all you need to know about patch 9.13. Riot Games has partnered with Nielsen, one of the most popular data analytics companies in the world, to measure future League of Legends esport events. Nielsen has been known to work with radio and television ratings, and Riot Games is now a member of Nielsen's esports section. With the growing market of esports, many brands hope to put themselves in as sponsors and strike while the iron is hot. The concern comes from the report of numbers. If Riot Games were the only one providing the number of unique viewers, total streams, and the sole proprietor for all information, brands can only trust Riot Games. With an outside company like Nielsen measuring the viewership, they can also publicly list the return on investment, or ROI, to these brands and give both sides a fair stake in the agreement. This is overall a positive thing for Riot Games and League of Legends as a whole. Transparency in a market as new as this one is for the investors and the consumers a benefit overall. Let me know what you thought about last week's news on Twitter, at the week prior, and we'll hop on over to the week ahead. Welcome to the week ahead. This week we've got Rift Rivals Red, including Korea, China, LMS, and Vietnam, and the LCS. Starting off with Rift Rivals, we have July the 4th on Thursday, Flash Wolves vs. SK Telecom T1, Damwong Gaming vs. EVOS Esports, JD Gaming vs. Dashing Buffalo, Fun Plus Phoenix vs. Kingzone Dragon X, Top Esports vs. EVOS Esports, and JD Gaming vs. Griffin. On Friday, July the 5th, we have Kingzone Dragon X vs. Mad Team, Invictus Gaming vs. Flash Wolves, Top Esports vs. Damwon Gaming, Griffin vs. Dashing Buffalo, Fun Plus Phoenix vs. Mad Team, and Invictus Gaming vs. SK Telecom T1. Saturday, July the 6th, and Sunday, July the 7th are yet to be determined, and will be reliant on the victors. Moving on to the LCS, on Saturday, July the 6th, we have FlyQuest vs. Echo Fox, Team Liquid vs. Cloud9, TSM vs. 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians vs. Optic Gaming, and Clutch Gaming vs. Counter Logic Gaming. 
And on Sunday, July the 7th, we have Echo Fox vs. Golden Guardians, Cloud9 vs. Clutch Gaming, 100 Thieves vs. Team Liquid, Counterlogic Gaming vs. TSM, and Optic Gaming vs. FlyQuest. And that's your look at the week ahead. Thank you so much for listening to The Week Prior. If you'd like to know when The Week Prior uploads and updates, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at The Week Prior. Apologies for the delay, but next week's episode should come out at a regular time. Thanks so much for listening, and you'll hear from me, Doc Conrad, next time. Next time.